Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. America and happy Tuesday. Looking forward to a great show with you today. Always appreciate when you guys tune in and listen. Hey, we got a great special for you today. It's one that we did for the television. We've now adapted it for the podcast. You're going to love it. The ESG movement, the environmental social governance movement in America. It's growing in corporate America. It's growing in boardrooms. It is a injection of liberal politics into places that are supposed to be bipartisan. We've got an all-star lineup led off first by the great governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt. He's going to tell us what his state's doing. We're going to go to other states where they are scoring victories, pushing this back, banning the companies that dare to put ESG into the boardroom or into the financial institutions. Florida, among the leading experts on this, Oklahoma, Florida, so many. We're going to cover all of that in today's special right after this. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. the push for ESG, social credit, and the new cancer culture. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to explore how liberal activists and their allies in U.S. financial institutions are pressuring to reshape corporate America and enforce a newfound form of cancer culture on the American people. Instead of products, customers, and return on investment, these activists want companies to focus instead on environmental, social, and governance issues. In other words, the liberal policy agenda of the Democratic Party. You may have heard of the acronym ESG, but could still be wondering, what does it mean? And if that's the case, you're not alone. In fact, about one in four Americans incorrectly believe the letters stand for earnings, stock, and growth. Sounds reasonable. Just 24% of uh, retail investors who were surveyed recently could correctly define what ESG investing stands for. And what is it? It stands for environment, social, and governance. The letter E covers a liberal policy agenda to eliminate fossil fuels in favor of subsidized energy sources like solar and wind and force the filing of public climate change disclosure forms. The letter S represents the liberal goal of social change that imposes critical race theory, pro-abortion policies, and transgender activism within the workplace and in schools. And the G, well, it's all about meeting employee race quotas, setting funds aside for ESG goals, and social credit scores for further financial approval. Tonight, we're going to hear from political leaders and experts who say the ESG agenda hurts employees, customers, employers, retirees, and outside investors alike. And it looks an awful like, a lot like the Chinese social score system. You also will hear about the efforts from grassroots activists and political leaders in states like Florida, Oklahoma, and elsewhere, where efforts to defeat ESG are well underway. Now, we always want to thank our, our friends at Heritage Action for America for partnering with us tonight so we can have this essential conversation. Now, earlier this year, Oklahoma's Republican Governor Kevin Stitt created waves across the country by signing into law a major anti-ESG bill called the Energy Discrimination Elimination Act of 2022. This act will, uh, will now require the state of Oklahoma to disassociate from financial organizations that boycott the energy industry. And we're lucky enough to kick off tonight's conversation with Governor Stitt. Governor, great to have you on the show, sir. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with everybody tonight. Yeah, such an important conversation. And you guys in Oklahoma, you're leading the way. You, of course, have one of the most important energy industries in the country. Six percent of your jobs, I think, come 
from the energy industry about uh, triple the average in other states. Why is this legislation that you signed so important to the people of Oklahoma? Well, first off, when you think about every president of the United States since 1973 has had an energy independence policy. In other words, let's meet the needs of Americans with our own companies, our own resources until this administration. And what do they do? They cancel the Keystone Pipeline. They make it impossible to drill. They're pushing these ESG policies. And here's the problem. It's costing inflation. Everything is costing more. And so we're tired of uh, these 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 companies, these these large banks and these investment houses taking pension funds and instead of focusing on returns, focusing on these ESG policies. And as a state, we're not going to invest with them if they're going to be attacking our way of life and if they're going to be attacking our energy industry. And I also like to point out is Oklahoma, uh, we we're number six in oil production, number four, natural gas, but we're also number two in wind energy production. We've got some of the cleanest water, cleanest air in the country. We're, we think you have to have an all of the above approach uh, to have a robust energy grid. And so these guys have their head in the sand when they think that you can buy oil from Russia or people that don't like us very much to meet our needs or get or, or pushing these these uh, ESG policies. It just doesn't make common sense for most Americans. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And uh, when you look at what ESG basically paints, it has this utopian goal. Then in a few short years, we're going to have everybody with electric vehicles, no fossil fuels. But the grid, uh, the technology, the capabilities, the cost all make that unrealistic in the short term. How do uh, governors like you educate the public about the fact that that goal is way farther off in the future than the Democrats appear to acknowledge? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell people all the time, if you remember the polar vortex that happened, we had this extreme cold weather uh, in the Midwest and and 40% of Oklahoma's energy comes from uh, renewables. And we're one of only four states that can say that. Uh, but during that cold uh, spell, you know, the turbines were frozen. We had natural gas that was kind of frozen. And so we normally are less than 5% coal in Oklahoma. We went to like 55% during this two week period. And I tell young people that uh, if you, we wouldn't have had coal in Oklahoma, they couldn't have watched TikTok for two solid weeks. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that's funny, but it's also so yeah. important for us to educate, to have a reliable energy grid. When you plug your electric vehicle in or you turn your light switch on or charge your cell phone at night, where does that come from? It comes from an all of the above approach. And you can't have an honest conversation without talking about clean and burning natural gas and what that means and an all above approach. And so Oklahoma does that better than anybody. We've reduced our carbon emissions in Oklahoma three times the national average because of clean burning natural gas. Um, but really these points, we're not gonna invest with companies that are attacking our, our industry. Uh, and why would an investor not want you to be focused on returns and focused on more, more of these social issues? Uh, it just makes no sense to uh, average Americans, and we're pushing back. We're not gonna we're not gonna do business with people uh, that that don't promote our assets. I'm the governor of Oklahoma. I'm trying to make my state a top ten state and protect our our industries here. Yeah, and you have a group of CEOs who maybe some of them don't share the ESG uh, value system, but they're feeling that pressure from these activists, investors, these big hedge funds, and others that are carrying this out. What message do you send to corporate America for those CEOs? Uh, who are in the middle on this and this debate really don't want to go this direction. I guess you have their back, don't you? Oh, we 100 percent do. And, and I think you're seeing it down in uh, Texas and some other other conservative states. We're getting bolder and bolder 
of just talking common sense. And, and so I just appreciate you guys highlighting this issue because I, I don't think, um, you know, a, a retired teacher or law enforcement wants to understand that their pension funds are going to invest not based on returns, but based on what the CEO's, uh, you know, buddies are talking about a Paris climate agreement. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. They're getting out of their lanes. And in Oklahoma, we're not going to allow that. We're not going to do business with folks that are attacking our assets and our industry. So uh, it's really, really simple for me. Uh, 90, I mean, over 90% of Oklahomans agree with me on these issues. And I'm going to keep talking about it, being bold. Uh, let's just meet the needs of Americans with our own resources. Yeah, exactly. That's the first and most important goal. We got about a minute left, so I want to ask you about this. Uh, I've seen you more than any other person in the country really make this point really clear. These new regulations, these new strategies, they're going to come at a cost, not to the government. They're going to come to a cost to everyday investors, pension fund, uh, people have their pensions, and everyday retailers and customers. That message needs to get out, right? These regulations always trickle down to the everyday American, don't they? Absolutely. Listen, here's here's what I try to explain, explain to people. I mean, I, I come from the business world and the big businesses can survive more regulation. The same people that the left thinks that they're they're telling people that they're helping, they actually harm. Uh, it's 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 40 year high in inflation. My grocery bills are more. My gas bills are more. All these policies trickle down and hurt the middle class more than anything. And so that's what people don't understand. When you when you don't have a free market and you've got a heavy-handed regulation that's picking winners and losers, it harms the poor, it harms the middle class, it harms entrepreneurs and new in, new uh, entries into the market. And that's what's wrong with with big heavy-handed regulation from big government. And that's why we believe in smaller government, free enterprise, lower taxes, the freedoms, equal opportunities for everybody. Uh, we can't have equal outcomes, and that's what the left tries to push with the social justice stuff. Uh, we need to have equal opportunities, and that's the way we are in Oklahoma. Is I want everybody to be successful, but I'm not going to pick winners and losers and try to uh, put my thumb on this industry or that industry. Uh, that never works. It hasn't worked in the history of the world, and we need to wake up. And, uh, and push backs against some of this stuff. Yeah, we, we do. Well, one thing the Oklahoma citizens know, well, you're there fighting for those freedoms and, and to keep this common sense approach to governance instead of this new era that the left is bringing in. Governor, it's a great honor to have you on the show. We're going to keep an eye on Oklahoma. You're leading the charge on this. A lot of people are watching and learning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on, sir. All right, folks, when we come back, the next speaker of the House of Florida is going to be joining us uh, to further our discussion. You're going to hear what state legislatures are beginning to do to fight the ESG, just like what the governor was talking about. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. 
You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title and your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash just news. That's AMAC.us forward slash just news. Welcome back, everybody. Now more than ever, the push for ESG has been about the control of the purse strings of capitalism while promoting the latest form of cancel culture. Now, joining us now is a state representative who's going to be the next speaker of the Florida State House. We're very thankful for his work. He's been taking the lead on fighting ESG uh, in the state legislature. His name is Representative Paul Renner. Representative, great to have you on the show today. Great to be with you, John. Before I get into the solutions that you're really working on and creating a model for other states, tell us what uh, ESG is really doing to the American experience. What is its threat to the American experience? I think it's really three very, very big things. One is it's driving up our costs. We're in an inflationary period and ESG lurks behind that in part. It's also a threat to our national security, undermining our energy security, our food security, our mining uh, capacity to mine uh, critical elements for production, and also significantly a threat to democracy. So that when we the people vote to go in this direction, the global elites that, that control massive amounts of money are influencing the Fortune 500 companies to go in an exact opposite direction, in a woke direction. Yeah, such an important. Those are three big ticket items for sure. Um, as we go through, tell us a little bit about what you hope to accomplish in the state legislature. What will you be able to do to take on the federal government and actually push ESG back into a box? 
Well, I think the first thing is is how the pension fund is invested. And I've learned, uh, unfortunately, that Florida has participated either wittingly or unwittingly. The, the pension board has invested in, in some of these uh, efforts to, for example, to elect the activist board members for Exxon, who then in turn shut down American energy capacity that ultimately went to China conveniently owned by BlackRock, the same people that were advocating for those activist shareholders. And so first and foremost, we put guardrails around our pension and make sure that they can only invest based on rate of return. Look, we have conservatives and liberals in our state. I'm gonna be defending in the in this House and the, and the Senate and the governor are gonna be defending everyone's pension. That's their money, not ours. And it should be invested based on, upon rate of return and rate of return alone. Yeah, that's that's what investments have always supposed to have been about. We, all this other stuff seemed to be a, a recent add-on for the woke left. I want to turn a little bit to your, uh, I mean, Florida has been a model for so much of the revival of federalism, of state rights. It seems to me that once you get the model in Florida, you're going to take this to other states, try to build a coalition, right? That's exactly right. I think, John, what we start with is principles. If you're familiar with the Chicago principles for free sure. speech, we develop those for pension and make sure that we depoliticize state pension boards around the country, have red states, uh, like-minded states join us in that effort. And then once we do that, we'll have an amount of money that will start to see a pushback against this ESG uh, effort that is that is really driving policy, no matter what the people of America vote for. And that's the real, the real threat of ESG is it's a threat to our democracy and the consent of the governed. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Florida is big enough on its own to get everybody's attention. But is there a special number uh, in terms of size of pension funds that you think will get Wall Street to really pay attention? Well, look, our, our pension fund is in excess of $200 billion. I think, you know, when you get to the trillion dollar mark, uh, even in Washington, D.C., that's real money, although you wouldn't know it from what they've been doing recently. <laughs> but true. I think we need to get a critical mass of, of state uh, pension dollars. And again, this is not to weaponize for the right necessarily. It is to depoliticize our pension and to do so very aggressively and say uh, to these these companies that we're not going to stand for uh, continued participation that runs counter to American values. So it goes beyond that to, to starting to cut off their ability to, for example, hold state state dollars in our uh, depositories. And so if a bank is, is woke and an ESG bank, you know, we don't allow them to uh, to process all the state dollars that are coming through, the revenues that are coming through the state coffers and make sure we're doing business with people that reflect American values. Yeah, that's the key. And and as uh, as the education campaign has grown and Americans now understand what ESG is, uh, it seems as though the liberal advocates for this policy approach are starting to rebrand. They're trying to get rid of the labels while keeping the policies. How are you fighting that? And what are some of the rebranding efforts you're seeing? Well, they're not going to get away with it. This is a, a tactic of the left to change the language, to tell us what we can and can't say. And this is just, you know, when something becomes unpopular and the stink gets on it because it's been exposed, they just change the words. Well, we're not going to let them get away with that. And so I think we'll be successful in, in just pointing to the fact that this is not about, you know, a good environment. We're all for a good environment. This is about very aggressive anti-American efforts to politically induce an energy crisis in this country. Uh, food crisis, as it's happened, you've seen in Sri Lanka, you've seen in Holland where there have been riots and protests. Right. That's coming to America unless we push back effectively against this. And I don't care what they call it, we'll, we'll make sure we push back. 
Yeah, that's the key. Um, it, when we take a, a look at corporate America's over-politicalization, putting politics ahead of consumers, the poster child sometimes is pointing to right in the middle of your own state, Disney. Do you think Disney's learned anything from all the work that Florida has done to isolate their silliness? And at what point do investors for Disney say, enough's enough, we want to get back to return on investment, not loss on politics? I think it had a huge effect. You saw what Netflix did just a few weeks later where their, some of their woke employees said, look, we want this content off, we want this content on, and try to dictate what consumers can see on Netflix. And thankfully, I think post-Disney sent a clear signal, and the Netflix uh, leadership said, if you don't like it, you can find another job. So I think it's already had a major effect, and I think our efforts in Florida that I uh, described will have a significant effort because many of these uh, board members, many of these employees and companies are frankly being held hostage by a massive amount of money that's larger than the economy of the United States where they own or have a controlling interest in the S&P 500, in the Fortune 500. And so we need to make sure that, that those people are free to make decisions that are good for their business, that provide goods and services in a way that, it, that reflects uh, their values and not global values. Yeah, that's the way it just used to be in the not so recent past. It's good to see someone pushing back to get us where we belong. Representative Renard, what an honor to have you on. We wish you luck. Congratulations on the speakership next year. We're going to be following what you're doing. Thanks, John. Great yeah, to be with you. Great honor to have you on. All right, folks, we're going to take a commercial break. Don't go away. We've got some really great guests coming up, including a CEO and author who shares his perspective on ESG. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. Now, we've had a chance to take a look at how states are fighting back against the ESG movement with their legislatures, with their governor. Now we're going to turn to the private sector and take a look at the efforts there to push back against this extraordinary movement. Joining us right now is Andrew Puzder. He is the author of The Capitalist Comeback, one of the great books. It was back in 2018, still relevant today. He's also best known for turning around Carl's Jr. and Hardy's restaurants when he was their CEO. Andrew, great to have you on the show today. Uh, great to be here, John. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an honor. People are fascinated what you've done. You've gone into the free market and you've created an anti-ESG exchange traded fund. Actually, seriously, tell us a little bit what motivated you and what the reaction's been in the marketplace. Actually, Dave and Diane Black started this. Dave was a uh, 
uh, was an entrepreneur, started a medical testing company, did very well. Diane, his wife, was the um, chairman of the House Budget Committee that got the Trump tax cut through. So good, good people. Uh, they, they started a rating service back about 10 years ago that ranked companies on a scale of one to five, uh, from very liberal to very conservative, uh, so that consumers would know what companies to, uh, to shop at and where to put their loyalties. A couple of years ago, uh, they decided to, in effect, monetize that system and come out with products so that people could invest consistent with their values. You know, we're we're really in a at a point in time where where conservatives can't do business, they can't invest, they can't even contribute to charities as they used to, uh, because a group of uh, misguided elites uh, has has uh, that that are advancing a what's called ESG an ESG form in, of investing, which is really a neo-Marxist form of investing, and they've kind of taken over the financial sector so that the companies we used to trust uh, to act as prudent investors with our funds are no longer doing so, and uh, we certainly never expected them to act as political activists or as leftist crusaders. So we came up with a few products, one of which is called Shareholders First. And it's an index we have that only uh, invests in companies that are rated neutral on that one to five scale, liberal to conservative. So they're, they're companies that don't pursue political objectives. ESG investing is all about accomplishing liberal political objectives, but the right objective is to concentrate on returns for investors, returns for shareholders. And our theory is that companies that focus on profits rather than politics are going to be more profitable than companies that focus on politics rather than profits. So we put profits over politics and our shareholders first index, which has done very well, uh, is uh, is the result of that uh, of, of that process. What, what an amazing idea. Companies focusing on their bottom line, their services, their products and their customers. That used to be the way things were. Um, What's happened in the boardrooms? What has happened to these CEOs and chairmen that they allow their companies to get dragged into political uh, uh, debates that have nothing to do with their products, their customers, uh, or, or what they're paid to do? Well, there's probably a couple explanations for it. One is that they're true believers. I mean, if you look at Disney and what Disney has done to its business, uh, you know, here's a company that's supposed to be appealing to women, kids, and families. And they're out there making a big deal, objecting to a bill that says you can't teach kids uh, about sex before the third grade. I mean, I, you know, how on earth is that consistent with their uh, with their financial objectives? And you see, you see this company, you know, they take a tremendous hit to their stock. I mean, it went down significantly, and it's not because they have bad theme parks; they have good theme parks. It's because they take these political positions, which they really didn't need to take. I think a more a more impactful thing than just CEOs being true believers is the pressure that that is placed on these CEOs by these huge, huge financial firms uh, that invest billions and billions of dollars in other people's money, such as BlackRock, State Street and Vanguard. Those three firms alone manage about twenty two trillion dollars in assets. That's that's wow. more than the annual GDP in the United States. This is an, an amazing amount of stock. And in fact, if you add their shareholdings together, they are the largest shareholder in 80% of the companies in the S&P 500. If you just look at BlackRock alone, and BlackRock's really become the, you know, the poster uh, ESG company out there. If you just look at them alone, they manage about 10, $11 trillion in assets. And they are the first, second, or third largest shareholder in 80% of the companies in the S&P 500. 
And they vote those shares, uh, you know, very vigorously to accomplish these leftist uh, socialist goals, such as net zero carbon emissions, critical race theory, HR policies, that's the S and ESG social, uh, or governance policies that put people on boards of directors based solely on their race or their sex, not their qualifications, not their merits, not their character, but just race and sex, which, by the way, is something I fought against my whole career. I don't know how this became the in thing to do. In any event, BlackRock votes its shares in favor of these policies. And if, for example, in Exxon, we saw a, uh, a a very small hedge fund that owned very little Exxon stock uh, moved to put some environmentalists on Exxon's board. That's right. They wanted to put environmentalists on the largest American you know, fossil fuel company, largest American oil producer uh, and the largest oil producer in Texas. And uh, and with BlackRock's votes and Vanguard's votes, they actually successfully put these environmentalists on the board. So they use their voting power uh, to to affect who's on the board. And then they meet with the, the management of these companies and they say, look, you know, if you don't follow these ESG policies, you know, you may have a problem like Exxon did. You may find out that uh, we're voting in your in your election against your directors, uh, which obviously is going to have an impact on management of those companies. And then that you have to keep in mind is CEOs are always uh, rewarded. They're always encouraged to see their stock go up. And if BlackRock, State Street and Vanguard, if they buy your stock, even if you're underperforming, your stock's going to go up because they create huge demand for stock. If they dump your stock, even if you're underperforming, your stock will go down. So these these financial firms have yeah. incredible power when it comes to directing the policies and the initiatives at uh, at American private sector companies, and they're using it. It's been very effective. Yeah, the CEOs are often in a, between a rock and a hard place. We've got about 45 yeah. seconds left. Just real quickly, Whole Foods CEO, departing CEO John Mackey, said the other day, the socialists are taking over corporate America. What's your thought on his sentiments there? Well, he, he was talking about ESG investing. If you read, if you read yeah. John's statement in total, he's talking about uh, these CEOs being pressured to do what the left wants them to do. Elon Musk came out and said that he was convinced ESG was the devil incarnate. I mean, the, the, the CEOs will tell you that this is an evil, terrible thing, and they're being forced to focus on things other than the interests of their investors and shareholders, and that's going to destroy our economy. That That's socialism in sheep's clothing. Uh, there's just no doubt about it. Yeah, well, thank God you started some efforts now to push back, and of course, your book was a great harbinger of things to come. Andrew Pfizer, what an honor to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. A pleasure to be here. And by the way, we have two ETFs people can purchase publicly. One's a pro-life ETF, L-Y-F-E, and the other is a civil safe society ETF. It goes against things like defunding the police and open borders. And that's E-G-I-S. And both of those are available publicly. You know, you can anybody can buy them on Ameritrade or Charles Schwab or whatever you use. It's pretty exciting. A whole new parallel economy being born before our eyes. Great stuff. Good to have you on today, Andrew. Thanks so much. Sean, pleasure to be here. Yeah, you as well. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, the state treasurer from West Virginia who has been fighting uh, using the state powers to get corporations to either stop uh, their attacks on energy or leave the state. We'll be right back with that story after this commercial break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Over the last year, we've seen so many states uh, fight the federal government and exert, exert state rights to try to free liberty back up for their residents. West Virginia is on the front lines of that, and its treasurer has been a champion of fighting the ESG movement at the federal level. Uh, he's creating an extraordinary record in that fight. He is Riley Moore. Treasurer Moore, great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's amazing to see what's been going on in your state. West Virginia's passed major legislation to fight ESG. Uh, you yourself have been cutting off financial firms from state contracts uh, to, to keep this kind of concept out of West Virginia. Tell us about the success you've been able to achieve. Yeah, thank you. So what we've created here and at my request to the legislature was what's called the Restricted Financial Institutions List. So. If we have financial institutions that are boycotting the fossil fuel industry, they will be placed on a list that will then bar them from bidding on any state contracts and will also terminate any contracts in which they currently have with the state of West Virginia. We sent out six letters to financial institutions that I was authorized to do business with or was currently doing business with. To be clear, we contract out all of our services here, just like almost every other state in the country. And uh, it came back that five of those financial institutions, uh, after their appeal period, we found that they were boycotting the fossil fuel industries, and which for us is a clear conflict of interest, right? We generate a lot of money from the fossil fuel industries here in West Virginia, tax revenue specifically, but also jobs, uh, income tax, things of that nature. And so there's a clear conflict of interest there for us to hand over dollars generated from those industries to a financial institution that's trying to diminish those funds at the exact same time. So it did not make sense for us to continue to do business with those firms. Now, one of them actually changed their policy. U.S. Bank changed their policy and rolled back their prohibition on uh, lending to the fossil fuel industry. They had uh, prohibition on pipeline construction and also lending to thermal coal, for instance. They changed that policy, and that is a win. And that's how we're going to win against ESG, this environmental social governance movement. And look, I will tell you this. I might be the tip of the spear on this, but there is a whole army behind me that is going to be rolling out this exact same list and taking these exact same type of tactics. This is a national movement, and we're just going to keep fighting here from the little old state of West Virginia and fighting for our interests and our jobs and our economy. 
it is remarkable to see the impact. I mean, one company's buckled. Some of the other ones that you've uh, put on the blacklist are pretty significant companies. Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan. Talk a little bit about their reaction and what sort of pressure now they may be feeling because of the action that you took. Well, of course, they came back and said, no, we are not boycotting the fossil fuel industry, which uh, I flatly reject that statement. Look, because perhaps they might do, for instance, maybe a little bit of work in the gas industry, or maybe they do a little bit of work in the oil industry, but they're still boycotting uh, thermal coal, for instance. It's not just one, it's all of them. It's coal, gas, and oil. Just because you might do business with gas, but then you boycott oil and coal, you are still having uh, put in place a really a prohibition on even a conversation. So it's a preemptive, uh, a preemptive denial of even having the conversation to be able to access capital. So you have to remember, this is really a coercive uh, movement that's happening, what I've kind of called coercive capitalism. And in many instances, it's economic extortion, where they're trying to get us to comply with their worldview as it relates to the environment um, in these industries. And we're not going to comply. We will not comply. We're going to protect our industries here. And they have distorted the free market, which is the saddest fact of this whole thing. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to make sure the free market remains free. And what we have done is taken an approach that is a free market solution, right? I'm a participant in the free market. I'm not a market regulator. And all we are doing is stating our preferences in the marketplace. If you'd like to do business with us, don't boycott our industries. If you'd like to boycott industries that are so important to us here in West Virginia, well, then you can do business somewhere else. We're not coercing them whatsoever. They're trying to use our tax dollars and in many times uh, also retirement dollars that you see happening in so many uh, instances as it relates to asset managers like BlackRock uh, to push forward their socialist uh, woke agenda. And we're not going to stand for it. It's amazing. We got about a minute left. You're the quarterback and you've got some other great players on the team. You got the state legislature, you got the attorney general. Talk a little bit about their roles. We got about 60 seconds left. Well, yeah, look, the legislature, I'm in talks with them now. We are looking at taking further action as it relates to this, uh, particularly in the pension realm. Uh, I think a great thing that's been talked about now in many states around the country is proxy voting, taking back our voice and our vote, right. not allowing uh, firms like BlackRock to vote against our own interest and our beneficiaries' interests. And so we're going to continue to push this ball down the field uh, until ultimately we win. And I do believe that we can win. And specifically, when we take back Congress, I think we're going to get a lot more help here on the federal level. Yeah. Oh, Treasurer Riley Moore, you've done some amazing work. A lot of people around the country say they want to be just like West Virginia now. Pretty remarkable movement you've started and uh, a lot more impact, I suspect, in the near future. Thanks so much for joining us. Today. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. Great honor, sir. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Jessica Anderson, Executive Director of Heritage Action for America, she's going to join us to tell us what other things are going on at the grassroots level in the States right after this. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is Jessica Anderson, Executive Director of Heritage Action for America, our partner and sponsor for tonight's show. Jessica, great to talk to you. Thanks for having me, John. Great to be here. We've been having an amazing conversation about how all of these woke agendas are beginning to hit middle America and hurt mid-America. And I want to start first with this ESG movement, this effort to force companies to uh, consider things that really aren't about the bottom line of re making return to investments or products and uh, services. Tell us a little bit why you're so concerned about this and why Hoffa is lobbying so hard to get rid of this. So the woke ESG movement is not only targeting businesses with these quote unquote guidelines that they have to follow, which are completely out of touch with, with the core competencies or the goal or the, or the purpose of the business, but it ends up also hurting us as Americans because we pay the cost for these woke agendas. Businesses then, instead of focusing on what product they're supposed to serve or the clientele that they have in mind, they're instead catering to this crazy left-wing woke agenda that is then driving this wedge between the consumer and the business. And what we found, John, as we dug into this, is that the reason the ESG guidelines or standards are so prolific across the country so quickly is not by accident. It's really because of the CCP and their hold that they want on American businesses to make us weak and ultimately to make us dependent on them. So there's a lot of really good reasons for conservatives to be worried about this and some great actions that everyone can take today to fight back. So you guys have set up a very important website, ESGHertz.com. And what's great about it, it, it shows the, how all of this uh, regulatory agenda is going to trickle down to everyday Americans. But it also has two pieces of model legislation that the Heritage Foundation has developed. Tell us a little bit about the solution side of this. That's right. Well, state governments and state lawmakers in particular have a huge responsibility here to fight back. They can protect state, state pensions. They can protect state investments and they can protect state contracts and they can literally make them bulletproof from these ESG standards. So the model legislation that you find at ESGHertz.com, activists can download it. They can walk into their state lawmaker and they can say, look, you want to get serious about fighting the woke corporate agenda? You want to get serious about fighting China? introduce and pass legislation like this that will protect our state interests and ultimately the Americans all across the country that really want to get out from underneath the heel of this radical agenda. 
Yeah, you had a great op-ed, and I think it really woke me up even to the, the, the uh, long-term effects of the ESG uh, movement on energy development in America. Talk a little bit about how the SEC's rules is chilling future exploration for energy, something we need sorely as gas prices have been so high. Yeah, that's right. Every single one of us is feeling the pain at the pump. And so the Biden administration is so out of touch when they jammed through this SEC regulation that um, will put huge crippling effects on our American industry, um, energy industry. And it certainly ensures that American energy is last when it comes to our, the world stage um, for energy exploration and, and importation across the, across the entire globe. And what we found with the SEC comment in particular, John, is that activists were so worried about this, especially given the timing, that in one week's time, we had over 5,000 public comments pushing back against the SEC. So I think that tells us that people are aware of this. They are awake to the dangers of this woke agenda. They don't want to see ESG permeate and cripple businesses or banks or any of us across the country. And we want people to get involved. We want them to take that same momentum from the comment portal and now drive it into these state legislative sessions as we begin uh, in earnest the 2023 sessions and, and finish up the year strong here, John. Yeah, and you know, it's so interesting. Uh, over the last two years, Heritage has had so many really great examples where you took the grassroots and you had a real impact. Everyday Americans made a difference on Title IX, on uh, uh, last year, some of the regulatory agenda of the Biden administration, uh, the uh, CRT, the curriculum in schools. If someone's sitting at home saying, you know, this sounds way too big for me, I don't have any way to have an influence on the Washington government. Tell us a little bit how everyday people can get involved and actually make a difference at the grassroots level. Look, whether you have one hour to give or you have 20 hours to give a week, we need help. The voice and the spirit of the grassroots movement across America is so strong, but it's only strong because people like you and I commit to calling our members of Congress, having relationships with our state lawmakers, knowing who our state treasurer is, our, our secretary of states uh, at the state level, our secretary of elections at the state level. All of these officials play such critical roles in dictating what our life looks like as Americans. And so as activists, we wanna have relationships with them. We wanna ensure that they know what we want, what we as conservatives want to see, not only for businesses, but for our families, for our schools, pushing back against CRT is a great example too, John. And so get involved, whatever, even if you only have an hour a week, we need that hour, the country needs it. And this is the hard work that will keep us moving forward. It sure is. And there's a really easy way to start that process. All you have to do, folks, is text the word ESG to 51776, 51776, text that, and you'll get uh, a great earning kit early on to get you started. You can also go to ESGHertz.com. Now we're gonna take a quick commercial break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. 
Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back, everybody. Now, we've heard all about corporate boardroom activism and what legislators are doing to try to eliminate ESG. But our final guest is the author of many books, including the successful Woke Inc. I suggest you read that. It's a really great book. And he has since launched uh, Strive Asset Management to take on financial firms like BlackRock and Vanguard. He joins us now. His name is Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, let's start off here. I want to ask a little bit about uh, what firms, are, when they're out there setting out these ESG policies now, what is it going to do to the future of drilling in America? Are they going to thwart our ability to produce energy in the future? There's no doubt about it. I mean, the top investment managers in the world, including some of the firms that you named, BlackRock, Vanguard, I put State Street and Invesco on that list too. Right. What they're doing is they're aggregating the money of everyday citizens across this country, including probably viewers of this program. And they're using that to tell American energy companies to produce less oil, to frack for less natural gas, to stop producing energy, which has contributed to this generational energy crisis in the United States and around the Western world. And the irony is that actually the people who are picking up the slack in other parts of the world, in places like Russia and China, aren't bound by those same ESG constraints. I think that's a fiduciary breach. I think it is a, I think it's a, I think it's a form of financial scam. It's a, one of the biggest financial scams of the 21st century. But the good news is I think the everyday citizens, if they are able to wake up to this fact, they can realize that actually they have a voice and a vote with their own dollars. They don't have to delegate it over to firms like BlackRock and Vanguard. Yeah, such an important dynamic. Money does talk and money walks and the ability to actually use your investments to influence these companies, I think is going to be great. About a year ago, you wrote an incredible book, Woke Inc. It was the first time I really began to understand how much the liberal agenda had sunk into the boardroom. Uh, what has happened in the past year since I hit the New York Times bestseller list? What's happened in the last year to advance the liberal cause? How much more progress have liberals made in the boardroom? Well, look, I think it's been a steady progress. In the last few months, we have seen it begin begun to abate as many of us have woken up and shine, shown a light on these issues. But the basic point I made in the book is that what happened over the last half decade is that government realized they didn't have to accomplish everything through the front door. Politics was messy, democracy is messy, balance of power is messy, the constitution is messy. So what they realized is actually you can use private companies to do through the back door what you could not accomplish through the front door under the constitution censor speech that the government couldn't censor directly, great. Give inducements and pressure to companies in Silicon Valley to censor that speech instead. Green New Deal can't pass it through Congress, no problem. Get private companies to sign the climate pledge instead. 
as many major financial institutions have effectively been pressured to do across the United States. So that's what happened. And, and the vehicle for doing it, the number one vehicle was the largest asset managers in the world, like BlackRock, effectively using their investment power and their voting power as an investor to mandate that companies behave this way. And then you ask what's in it for BlackRock, they get a lot of government favors in return. Great lines of business with the government, a lot of their alumni now staffing the Biden administration. So that's the way the game is played. And I, and I jokingly use, not really even jokingly, I mean, in somewhat, somewhat seriousness, use the term woke industrial complex to describe this in the book, because it's not just one actor. It's well, capitalism is not one thing. It was, it was a complicated convergence of forces that created the politicization of corporate America and the politicization of capital. Now, the good news is in the last year, I, I wouldn't want to take all the credit for it, but my book, the others who have shown a light on this issue have begun to awaken people to this game that's being played with their own money, their own dollars and their own voice. And so I think we're beginning to see a turning of the tides that could be quite positive if there are actual alternatives in the marketplace, if there are actual leaders in the civic and political sphere of our lives who can take up this issue as well. Yeah, we've had some of them on the show today. States like Texas and uh, Florida are beginning to say, hey, you're not going to get our, our pension business if you're a woke investment company. How much impact is that going to have? The fact that big, large state pension funds might be off the table for a BlackRock in the not so distant future. Well, one of the simple principles is that if you're a fiduciary, as an asset manager, you're a fiduciary, you cannot be a good fiduciary to clients who have different interests from one another. I don't think this is necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, it's just a truth, which yeah. is to say that I'm not sure that you can have one asset manager appropriately represent the interests of California and Texas at the same time when California's interests do not fully align with those of Texas or New York's and the state of West Virginia. And at the end of the day, there's no God-given right for one firm to say, I have to control $10 trillion and then effectively talk out of both sides of my mouth to keep everyone's money under my management. At the end of the day, you have in this country, a diverse base of clients, a diverse base of citizens, with diverse views. That's what American democracy is about. Some people may want to use their capital, their own money, to say, I want to advance environmental agendas or cultural agendas in the boardroom. And that's fine. It's a free country. They're free to do that. But what they shouldn't be free to do is drag everyone else along with them. And so what I predict we're going to see is a bifurcation of the market to say that, you know yeah. what, there doesn't have to be one firm that controls 10 plus trillion dollars. Instead, there may be different firms that each serve different segments of the market. And it so happens that I believe that the biggest segment of that market, what most Americans want, is to tell American corporations to stay out of politics, to focus on making products and services for real people and make a profit doing it. That's what most people want out of corporate America. That's a big part of why I founded Strive, because as simple as that might sound, no one was really delivering that voice as a financial institution or as a shareholder in corporate America. That's what we're changing. Yeah, no doubt about it since your book, it did. Now you got another book coming out on September 13th. Congratulations, Nation of Victims. The use of victimization to sell some of these policies is very powerful. Sometimes it's very misleading. We got about a minute left. Tell us a little bit about what that book's gonna show us. The book is about the new national identity in America built around victimhood. It pays to be a victim. And at the end of the day, we live in a culture that prioritizes it conflates hardship with victimhood. Well, the case I make in the book is actually part of what it means to be American isn't to be a victim. It is to pursue excellence unapologetically. We've lost that, but we can get it back. And this isn't a Republican idea or a Democratic idea. It's an American idea. And I'm proud to say that book, Nation of Victims, it's, it's going to be out on September 13th. I think it critiques both Republicans and Democrats at times. So it's not a partisan book. 
but I do hope that every American takes something away from it. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a great book. We'll see real quick. About 30 seconds left. Uh, what can an individual investor, you're sitting here listening to, I don't want my money to go to woke stuff. What can they do to get in the game? Well, look, I, I think the number one thing to do is to educate yourself, to recognize that at the end of the day, it is your money. And with your money comes a vote, a voice and a vote in the boardroom. Don't let somebody else use that voice and vote in a way that you disapprove of. Now, that's a big part of why I founded Strive. Strive's a new asset management firm competing with BlackRock. We listed our first exchange-traded fund on the New York Stock Exchange a few weeks ago. That was a U.S. energy fund. That one is called Drill, D-R-L-L. But I hope that's the first of many, right? This is not about Strive. It's about something bigger, yeah. which is about empowering everyday individuals and investors yep. to at least take back the power for themselves. That's effectively what I think the future holds. Such an important thing. And it started with your book a year ago. You did start a movement, Vivek. We're for, and forever grateful for what you started. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. All right, folks, it is an honor to have had you join us. We're so lucky to have these conversations that the rest of the media are afraid to have. It's made possible because of the incredible partner we have tonight, Heritage Action for America, of course, and Just the News and Real America's Voice, being able to work together to put on a forum like this. Now, if you're inspired and you want to do something, you can get involved by texting ESG. That's really easy to remember. ESG to 51776-51776. Or you can visit Heritage Action's website, ESGHertz.com. Two valuable things. I also want to say before we go tonight, I hope God blesses you this on this extraordinary week as we head into the fall, that you may have a wonderful week with your family. God bless you and good night. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.